Hello, everyone. Welcome to Economics. We are back. It's another Monday. It's another show. That's right. It's a Monday. We had a big show yesterday. We'll talk about that. Last of Us last night. We'll talk about that as well. And a whole bunch more. But as always, we start off with, how you doing, Brian? How's things? And how are you? I am wiped. <laughs> I am wiped. I feel like I didn't have much of a weekend, I'll tell you that much. Um, it was a busy one. Uh, uh, luckily, you know, Friday was kind of my downtime for the weekend. Yeah. Saturday, no joke, we spent majority, and I, I want to say majority, I mean around 10 a.m. to about 7 p.m. taking down and putting away our Christmas decorations. Oh, wow. Finally, huh? Yes. Yes. Um, it, it was an, It's definitely uh, very time-consuming because we're getting rid of a lot of this stuff. And yeah. Allison's going through it. Yeah. And she's taking photos because she's going to post it and we're going to sell it. And... Um, you make room for new stuff you're going to get. So. No. <laughs> making room for no new stuff <laughs> we don't have room for no <laughs> that's a problem um so that was our saturday and we're our kitchen still has we have a bunch of christmas stuff still laid out that needs to you know we're still in the process of doing that then on sunday i didn't have to get up as early but i still Got up at seven. Well, got up at six, got ready. We did Andrew's show in Manchester. Yes. And now, if you, everybody remembers, I, we were glowing about last Sunday's show. Well, this was last Sunday's show times 10. Yeah, it was crazy. Unbelievable. And I was on my feet from the moment those doors opened at 10 o'clock. Until I got home, which was probably around five ish, five thirty. Yeah, um, I said to Matt yesterday, I'm like, I think we might, I might need to pull out the old uh, camera mat that I used to do when I had when I did camera work. I had like a yoga mat that I'd put underneath where I would be standing. So if I'm standing on cement, yeah, to save my legs because if we're, I'm gonna have to be standing up this long now with how busy these shows have been, it's gonna get, gonna get painful quick. It was good. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just tired. I'm white. Yeah. I, today, I was like falling asleep before recording the show at 11 a.m. I'm yeah. like dozing off, watching TV a little bit. Yeah. And you know, it. It's you're tired because you, you're doing all. You're packing. You're unpacking. You're packing again. You're bringing everything back in. Yeah. You're, you're talking it's mental too because yeah. you are talking to tons of different people all day yeah uh and it can be mentally exhausting like yeah. uh, honestly today a part of me is just like i don't want to talk yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm i'm talked out right yeah um but yeah it, it was unbelievably packed there was a mm. line stretching around the building um, it was unbelievable. There was a point where in front of my table, people couldn't move. Yeah, no, people that was, uh, could not move. Yeah. 
And I think, I don't know. To me, it's like there's... It's a good complaint to have, though. It's a good complaint to have, but it's also, I don't know if it's, I don't know, the design of the floor plan or something seems like it could be a little bit more streamlined. Uh, Mark, they get a little less. You go talk to Andrew about that. No, no, it's just I, I, I was like it's pretty good. It's like I was walking good. with Rocky to show Rocky where you were, and it was so packed with people that we literally like escaped through the like the bar to get around the stage area. And that stage area is, I think, what causes the like a, a bottleneck kind of because everyone kind of like gets stuck in that little open area. Yeah. So it's not like a bad thing. It's just it's just one of those things where it's like, oh man. Just a lot like, of people. Scott has the same thing at his show. Of like, it's that that the, the thing of and it happens at Plainville, happens at all these shows that have comic boxes. When the guys put them on the ground, yeah, they get these these guys that aren't the slimmest people in the world. No, out on their knees, blocking the whole hallway of the floor yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. Where I think that's like the thing I'm talking about. Like the floor plan of it could be like, hey guys, don't put your boxes on the floor. You don't have room on your table, then don't put box on the floor because well, you can't have people blocking the whole hallway to look through unf- boxes for hours. Unfortunately, you would have an uprising because that would never happen. But it's ridiculous. Um, it, as I a, mean, as a customer, it's annoying because it's like, dude, you don't own the whole floor. You know, these guys like spread out. They have like books that they're buying on the floor. They're next to the. It's annoying. It's one of my pet peeves about going to the show. Well, I mean. Listen, I like I said, it's a good problem to have. Um, I've heard, like, I saw a lot of people from uh, the last Andrew Manchester show. Yeah, no, yeah, um, there was a of people. And man, it it was killer. It was a really killer show. Uh, we're set up to the next one in June. July. Oh, is it July? Yes, July twenty third. Oh God, I hope I put that on my calendar right. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is July 23rd. I'm out of it. And I think... If you show up in June, no one will be there. Yeah, Scott's show hasn't been announced, so I'm not going to say that. But yes. uh, Scott will have a summer one once yes. we have the official That's what word. you were thinking of, yes. Yeah. It's around that same time frame. Yeah, but uh, the next one's going to be July 23rd. It's a Sunday. It's a second la- second to last Sunday of July. Yeah. Um, but man, turnout was unbelievable unbelievable it's the weekend before trificon and if i remember correctly last the last one was i think trificon might have been going on i think no it was the weekend the same thing it was the weekend before trificon okay oh you know what i'm thinking of the weekend that uh biggie biggie was going on was in yeah was uh with andrew's last show yeah september which was still decent turnout. Yeah. Yeah. But the biggie was ending that weekend. Yeah, we were far enough away yeah. from there in Manchester where it's not as crazy. Whereas if we do something at Enfield, there'd be no chance of anyone showing up because I'll be at the biggie. Right. Um, but man, it was great. It was a great time. I, yeah, I it was it was crazy busy. from the time we got there around 930. Because Matt and I were like, we don't need to be there. There's no real early bird situation. So thank God. Yeah, he was so he could roll in like, and we knew where like our table is usually right by that door. So we're like, we don't need to 
fight to get in or anything. We ended up being right in front of the door, so that made it even easier. And then we, uh, like, from the time the doors opened at, at 10, Matt didn't get up and look around at all till at least two-ish. Yeah. Like after the, like, literally, we were, he was doing caricatures up until Angie was announcing that the start of the cosplay competition. Yeah. And Matt was like, that's it. I'm done. Like, my hand is cramping. I can't. Like, he didn't get to do any work that he was planning on doing while he was there. Oh, yeah. I, the cosplay contest was was really good. A lot of people showed up for that. Even the bartender was in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I went to go it. find a fork because they brought us lunch. We got lunch, and they didn't give us forks. What and else? The fork I, and the fork I did end up having had, like, broke, like, instantly when I went to use it. So I went to go into the bar to find a fork, and they, they're like, oh, the bartender's out doing the cosplay competition. It's like great, so I had to eat my lunch with like a broken fork. You gotta stop ordering places where they give you no forks or broken forks. It seems to be that I don't know if it's the the places that are not giving the forks, or it's the delivery people that are not. If, if you forks. give that, if you get takeout, you should be automatically given a fork. Consume considering that you might be eating this not at home. Especially yeah, especially if you're ask. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. But yeah, so besides that, it was crazy. Like we Matt and I were talking on the way home. We stopped at Ollie's after the show, because it's right on the corner. And we were like, oh, let's see if we can find anything there. There was nothing. Nothing really new or crazy. But there's two guys there that uh were looking at the comics as well. And we mentioned the show to them and they had never heard about it. And they're like, what? And so Matt like gave them the information. For the next one, gave him the Facebook. We gave him the Facebook for Con, gave him the Facebook for Scott Show. So you kind of like went through, like, like here's all this stuff going on. You can check, catch up, and keep track. Yeah. So, so a lot, lot, lot of new people too. Yeah, uh, it was great. Yeah. I yeah. asked a lot of folks where they heard it from, and you know, just like Scott Show last Sunday, a lot of new faces. Yeah. And uh, I think that's great. I think that's great. Finally getting some fresh blood, you know, not the well, same. I'm talking about us promoting it on this show is what it is. People are watching us and hearing about it, and then they're yeah. wanting to go check it out. That's I agree. Yeah, it's all on it up to that. It's all on us. Without us, these shows would have nothing. Nothing, I say. Nothing. They'd nothing. be dead. They'd be ghost towns. Ghost town, USA. Going to the aisles. Um, but man, yeah. Fantastic show. I hope to see everybody again in July. Yeah. yeah and I, 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 yeah, I'm going to um, completely get new stuff for the July show. Um, I figure the stuff that hasn't sold by now when it comes to my toys and stuff, it's just not going to sell. So um, I got to turn it over and get some new yeah. stuff. Uh, go Maybe through my stuff again. Stuff and then eBay or keep it myself, or yeah. if I don't want it, just drop it off a of goodwill at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, or if you have than, one of those tag sales come springtime, we might. That's when that's when that stuff seems to disappear quickly. Yeah. If you do really cheap, it will disappear quickly. Yeah. Um, but anywho, Marcus, uh, other than that, uh, how was your week? Did you watch anything? Anything? Uh, 
worthy to mention on the show? Uh, the big thing that I watched was, I don't know if you knew about this on Saturday. I talked about, about it yesterday. Uh, Chris Rock did a live uh, comedy special on Netflix on Saturday night. Oh, no. I yeah, heard about first, it. The first live event on Netflix. Oh, it was live. Yeah, like completely live. Like done completely live. Like they had like a pre-show and a post-show. Like wow. Leslie Jones did a did a set before the show and everything and the whole big thing. But uh yeah, so I more was like watching it for the that aspect of it. I'm like, wow, let's see Netflix doing their first live thing. That's pretty crazy. And then Chris Rock's hilarious. So I wanted to hear his comedy and then wanted to know if he was gonna touch on the incident from last year. I read that he did. Yeah. He did. He did. He put Will Smith in his place. It was just. It I was guess crazy. from yeah. what I read, it was just basically him saying he's he's not a victim. No, I'll never yeah. see him crying about yeah. this. Yeah, and it hurt like he said it hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh yeah. he said that like you know there's a reason why Will Smith is shirtless yes. in movies and, and I he don't is take not. my shirt off ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did a whole, like, part of it saying, it's like, you know, I bet you if he was, like, Jason Momoa said that joke, Will Smith wouldn't have come up and done anything, but this was me, a little tiny guy, he was more than happy to come up and try to start something. Right, right. Then he ended it with, like, my my parents, I was raised right, and my parents told me, you don't fight in front of white people, and he just dropped the mic and walked away. (laughs) I was like, oh, man. So. Wow. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy. It was a a really good show. The after show was very interesting. They had uh, Dave Spade and Dana Carvey hosting it. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. It was very, but it was kind of crazy just to think about Netflix now doing live comedy specials. Well, it it opened up a whole new thing that people they, have been doing so yeah but i mean netflix has been shitting out comedy specials like on the daily like oh yeah they're like that new hbo for that they're like everybody they has more a, comedy specials than comedy central does at this point and i really honestly believe that doing a live event especially with a big name like chris rock makes makes a lot of sense because yeah. it makes it an event yeah when you just drop a comedy special every week it becomes yeah. not special anymore no, it's not a yeah. special. It's just yeah. oh, some guy has another special out. Yeah, I you but know no, it I, makes you know. I did. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was talking to Matt about it. It made more. It's like it made so much more sense why they've been shooting out these comedy specials. It's like I now I'm realizing they've been doing that because they've been practicing shooting comedy and the, the style of it and how to shoot it and produce it and everything in preparation for doing something like this you know it's like you don't just like show up day of and decide to produce a live event well i mean needless to say i think netflix even though it's not my go-to app anymore it does it is the most it does have the most versatile selection you have comedy you've documentary you have tv shows you have movies where a lot of these new streaming services don't have such a wide yeah. range of content. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I mean, that's what Netflix does well. I think they give you mm. a little bit of that. You like anime? We got anime. You like yeah. old ladies sitcoms? We got that. Like they got it yeah. all. They got everything. Um, yeah. But I think making doing a live event 
would definitely help these make things more of an event become that place you want to go to a lot a live event when you have like the the peacocks and the other channels they're all doing a live event they're all doing live sports events that they're like re like simulcasting on their streaming services right so if like if you're netflix and you now are able to prove you can do live television too it's it's a selling point for some things that you can possibly bid on that have tv contracts coming up you know yeah i had no idea honestly i mean i canceled netflix last like a week ago um Mm -hmm. I'll get it again once Umbrella Academy season four comes out because then I plan on watching the whole thing. But yeah. I'm like, I'm wasting my money with Netflix currently because I'm yeah. giving them $15 a month for, and I'm not watching it. Yeah. So I canceled them. I'll go back yeah. to them eventually, but I have, eh, there's nothing on there for me right now. Yeah, no, I did that with Paramount Plus. I got rid of that. Yeah. Drop that. Nothing on there that I want to watch, so. Yeah, I mean, that's what's great about these things. You don't have to yeah. have them forever. Um, but and- no, I just watched the, uh, the the Formula One uh, Drive to Survive documentary from last season. Came out before beginning of this season this past weekend. So I went through that eight to ten episodes, I think it is. Oh, that's amazing. Right. So Yeah. No, was really that on job. Netflix? Or- yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, they did a really yeah. good job of that. But- uh um anything else that's about it it's just been a regular like nothing crazy kind of week just kind yeah. of yeah it's been a busy week mark yeah. i so i didn't watch mandalorian until this morning i pulled the you um i was excited for mandalorian but just life too much stuff happening this week yeah um we'll talk about mandalorian in a minute but uh yes, we will. i forgot all about it because it's wednesday so like you haven't watched I didn't, it. I did watch it, but I watched it Wednesday, so that's why I hadn't thought about it. The intro, I didn't say we we're going to talk about it because I didn't. Yeah, it's been so long. We talked. I talked with Matt about it yesterday, so I thought I already talked about it. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Allison and me, we are we have gotten into season four of Buffy, which they're in college, which we love. We started Angel. Angel's pretty good, but it's very funny. Now we know why you're not watching The Mandalorian. You're you're deep in the Buffy world. Buffy oh yeah. Universe. We wa- uh no joke on Friday. We watched eight episodes of Buffy. Oh my eight. gosh. We watched four in the afternoon and then four oh, at night. You maniac. I know. Um, Angel is like the original Daredevil show. No joke. This show is literally the Daredevil before Daredevil show. Yeah. Um, there are some very funny moments. Episode two. You'll appreciate this gag. It was so good. And I love the sense of humor. Uh, Angel is with uh, one of of these cops that um, is now going to be part of the group, the inside person of the police, the LAPD. And he takes out a grappling gun. Yeah. And he goes, she goes, how are we going to get out of here? And there's a window way up in the skylight. And he takes a grappling gun. And for shot for shot, they do the Batman 89. He shoots it. It wraps, you see the grapple gun wrap around the uh, a post up in the thing. And she's like, who are you? That is literally 89, Kim Basinger, Michael Keaton, yeah. shoots a grappling gun. She goes, who are you? Shoots oh, it up man. there. And then when he says, 
He goes, how much do you weigh? It just happened in Batman because you yes. know how much weight he could lift. Yeah. Which was a really funny moment in Batman 89. Yeah. So Angel does this. And I was like, holy shit, it's Batman. He does it. And he goes and the post just breaks and crumbles down. And she's just like, what the heck? It was so funny how they were pulling on the trope of Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was even funnier 30 years ago when it was actually around the time of the movie coming out, when it was actually a decent reference to do. I got it right away. Well, I know you did. Great. I thought it was great. Um, but, but it's very, it's a fun show. Um, it's not as good as Buffy, but it's. I mean, it's the only thing to make it better is if Michael Keaton showed up and then you'd be all about it. You just love it. Dude, if Michael Keaton showed up an angel? Wow. Man. Mind blown. Um, but anyway, yeah, like we're loving it. Uh, Michael it, Keaton it, solves everything. We're going to make posters. We're going to make bumper stickers. You're obsessed with this. Michael Keaton saves. Michael Keaton saves. Why? Why do you hate Michael Keaton so much? I don't hate Michael Keaton. I just think it's hilarious how you think that Michael Keaton can magically make you forget about everything that you disliked about a movie just because he's going to be in it. All right. Well, maybe we should talk about this, Mara. We should talk about I, You know, me and Rocky to talk about this a lot. This is a conversation me and Rocky privately have conversations about. Um, because I think my personal opinion is this. Okay, and you can have your opinion, and I'm not going to say you're wrong or right. I, I don't want you to think I'm wrong or right. This is this is how I see things over time. This is how I've grown to see things. If, obviously, there are artists that are in our lives that um, we enjoy, and their past might not be that great, mm. um, but we still enjoy them. Okay, we're far removed from those things. And these artists might be dead. These artists might have had their prime before we were even born. Um, then there's artists now that we're, we're adults that we grew up with and you find out they're shitty people or something comes out and it's really horrible. Then I think personally and a personal you, me and everybody out there, we consume art. We have to make a decision. Do we support this person, even though we found out something really horrible, or or do we just we reject that person? Um, and I think it's a personal thing. I do. I I've had a lot of uh, people I really love fall from grace, and I rejected them. Uh, I think the biggest heartbreak for me was Louis C.K. Huge fan of his show. Huge fan mm. of his comedy. And when I found out that information, what, what he did, I just, I really have a hard time listening to his stuff. It, it breaks my heart because his show, I loved his, sh his show on FX. I reject him now. I, I really, my personal, I just can't get into his comedy because I just think he hasn't come out and public, publicly apologized for what he did. And I believe in redemption for everybody. Mm. I do. I really do. I, I feel people can change and be better, but they have to prove it with words. They can't just ignore it. Now, that's me. That's my personal take on things. Uh, the beginning of this year, another personal favorite, uh, someone I love in comedy and art and animation is Justin Roiland. I was a huge Rick and Morty fan. Solar Opposites, I love. I love his video games. Squanch Games have put out some really funny games. High in Life just came out this Christmas, and I loved it. 
allegations came out with him and I was completely devastating. And me and Rocky have been talking about this in our own private chat because we're both big fans of his. And I was like, it's heartbreaking. I can't listen to his voice because I just think about these horrible things now. So I'm re- I reject him. And now Rick and Morty will go on with another voice actor. And I'm fine with that. Um, but I, I, I just right now, I can't go. I can't watch or hear his voice. I just don't want to. I just don't like it. I was a big fan of his. Now, that's me. That's personal. I, I, I mean, someone else could just be like, I don't care, whatever. And I, I'm not going to judge anybody who will continue to watch Rick and Morty in the past or anybody who, who likes Louis C.K. still. That's fine. That's up to you. And I don't want to pass judgment because I think it's all up to the individual. Yes, I railed against Ezra Miller. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a fan of him. I, yeah. I know what, I've known him for one role in The Flash. He wasn't, uh, I, as an actor, I don't think he's, I think he's okay. Uh, as I'm not a Flash fan. So he's, he's ho hum. He's not even. He's ho hum. Okay. Right. Yeah. So on a personal level, I did rail against this um, because I think what he did is horrible. Now I know he's in rehab and he's been fin- found guilty twice. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. I, now I will say this. I will say this much. I was talking to Rock about this yesterday. I, I will say this. Yes, I am conflicted. Yes, Michael Keaton seen that trailer and they really put Michael Keaton in forefront because they know what they're yeah, doing. No, they know what they're doing. They're, yeah. they're selling the movie off Michael Keaton, not yes. selling the movie on Ezra Miller at this point. Totally, totally agree with that statement. Yeah. And as someone who really is looking forward to seeing Michael Keaton on the big screen one last time as Batman, this is as Matt Ryan said. You're really they're put, Warner Brothers is putting the onus on the customer, yeah, uh, the on us, the fans, to be conflicted about do I see this or not see this? Yeah. Personally, for me, yes, I don't think Ezra Miller is a, Ezra Miller is a good person. Do I think he could redeem himself in the future? Sure. Do I think he deserves a career in the future? Sure. I also my same my same brain is telling it says this though. Ezra Miller, to me, almost feels like he's he's get he's still there's still. Oh, let me rewind. If this movie comes out and does very well, yes. which I think it will because of Michael yes. Keaton, um, I hope. Does he continue as a Flash? The rumor is they're starting fresh. Yeah. I mean, James Gunn has said they're they're recasting everybody. So yeah. now I, I will say this. This is this is my this is you can you can place money in this mark. You can bring this up if I change my mind. But I this is how I see things. I, I am interested in seeing this movie. But if this movie comes out and does well. And the powers that be at Warner Brothers are like, we're keeping Ezra Miller. Yeah, I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> I I don't believe I yeah. because because we have to go back to the Me Too movement. What was that for? If Ezra Miller gets away and is and is rewarded for bad behavior, yeah, I he hasn't redeemed himself yet. Yeah, he's in rehab, but why shouldn't you go to rehab for grooming a eighteen year old? I didn't know there's a rehab for that. Yeah. Um. Now, he might have drug problems. He might be an alcoholic. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
but some of his actions to me just seemed a little weird. Now, do I feel like he could be a better person if he apologizes and he goes to the system and he's been found guilty, I believe on twice, uh, both accounts so far or one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in 10 years, but yeah, I'm not a fan of his. So it doesn't really like, I, I feel for the victims. Now I also feel for the victims that if he, if this were, if Warner Brothers are like Ezra Miller is going to stay, I feel for the victim. Mm. And I would be really upset with the Warner Brothers. I yeah. think that would be horrible. So I, yes, Mark, you're not wrong to say what you say. I, I think it's a, it's a personal thing. And mm. for me, my brain has a lot of thoughts. It's like, well, this movie was made a long time ago. Yes. I don't see Warner Brothers throwing this movie out because it probably cost them a lot of money. And they are saying it's a very good movie. Um, I don't want to reward Ezra Miller. Yeah. But I want to see Michael Keaton because I know this is probably the one and only time I'll see Michael Keaton on the big screen as Batman again. So I've seen him twice. Twice. He was in a Batgirl movie. Yeah, but that movie was thrown out. So we'll never see this. Which is um, what my my argument of the whole thing is. Is you had a movie that had him in it, you wouldn't have any issues. You had Brendan Fraser playing Firefly. He was gonna be the villain. He's the villain, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you could have had a whole movie. Well never had this problem. Did you listen to the Brendan Fraser interview when he was on Howard Stern when he yeah, talked yeah. about this? Yeah. Now Brendan Fraser did say the movie. When showed to the executives, yeah, it was not final cut. No, it was. He goes, any movie you see, yeah, in, in a screening like that, it is yeah, not yeah. final cut movie. And yeah. he goes, they base their opinion off that. And he yeah. goes, it's a shame because he goes, yeah. I think there was a good movie in there. There was a good movie in there. He said, like, well, we, I mean, I, it would have just needed some reshoots and a couple of things. We're, you know, we're going it, off, we're going yeah. off what Brendan Fraser said, but yeah. Um, it is what it is. I don't know. I, I it just it's very strange to me that they're basing like basing, but almost hinging the future of the DC universe. No, well, this movie ends it though. See, the thing well, it is, like resets it, but it's yes. like they're resetting their universe off this movie. They're giving like, closure, just, just not even done it, and just I know set the universe, Mark. Marcus, I don't know why people do what they do. I agree. It's just a very, it's a very interesting choice. That's all I'm saying. That so now, now let, let, let's go. Back that's to my thing. Say. Is they had the choice of going with this movie, a political and like not even political, but just like a that's not political. A, a, a cultural issues. It has issues. This movie. It's very. A hot button movie. We have a toxic lead actor. Exactly. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. So you have that. Or you could have had the background movie where you could have just worked on a little bit, finished it up, put it out, had no issues. Uh, Mark, I know. Yeah. Just reset without any issues. I know. But now you're going to have to promote this movie somehow. It's going to be Michael Keaton promoting it. Is what well, I know, be. but then it's like, do those people that are in the movie want to promote it and promote that they're in the movie with this guy? That's the thing that I'm coming around to. It's well, like, we're, we're how do you see promote how this all movie out. 
and not have anyone bring up what the lead character, lead actor has done. I, I don't How think does that come up in every interview. It's not unless they're talking to Ezra Miller themselves. Nobody's going to bring that up because it's, you don't think anyone's going to bring up. Hey, did you notice anything while you're on set? Did you No, see because this movie was he, done, Mark, before everything happened, before he went. Crazy. I know, but that doesn't matter. People start like reporters aren't going to be like, oh, well, we understand that it was shot before that. You think reporters aren't going to be like, did you see anything that would have led you to believe that he would be this kind of person? I will say this, Loose, they're not reporters. They're going to be late night talk show hosts. They're not there to talk. To, not, okay, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimball, uh, uh, Stephen Colbert. Even they're not going to ask like, hard-hitting questions here. It's going to be like, gonna be how is it going to be being Batman again? And th- that's the questions they're going to ask. It's going to be a very interesting way to promote it. That's all I'm going to say. It's Ezra very Miller is you... not going to be on one talk show. He's the one that's going to get the hard-hitting questions. We're going to do a premiere for this movie without the lead actor. I bet. I bet. It's going to be very interesting to see how they they, now, they uh, handle this, the, this weird football they have right now. When that trailer dropped that Super Bowl on the uh, Batman Reddit board, and now I, this is anecdotal evidence, I this is just a small little snippet of what I saw, a lot of people were excited, but everybody, it would all say, I'm hyped for Michael Keaton, but Miller is a garbage person. That yes. was a sentiment everybody yeah. was saying. And I think a lot of people who are in the know. That's just it. my thing about it. It's just, it's, it's like, we've talked about this before. You were dead set against this movie. Yeah, but I just explained to you. From the jump. No, I'm just saying. So that's the thing that's very interesting to me is the C after just one trailer where they just showed Michael Keaton for 10 seconds. Well, they showed him more than 10. It was, well, a, whatever. Good, it was yeah. a good trailer. Whatever. Sort of for like 20 seconds, maybe. Whatever it was. It was a good trailer, though. But just that alone has flipped so many people's opinions on this movie. That's how much Michael Keaton as Batman means a lot to a lot of people. We grew up with that. That was our first Batman. He only did two movies. It's not like he was like in like the universe for very long. Mark, Michael Keaton was the first live action Batman that was. Oh, I understand that. It's just it astonishes me that like that was when when Christian Bale was Batman. The biggest question was who was your favorite Batman? I mean, his Batman is still in the zeitgeist. I know, but I'm just saying it's like if you think about it though, it's like the amount of people who the audience that had that as their Batman, which would be our age group. Our movie going audience is a huge part that goes. But there's a the lot movies. of people behind us that that weren't as attached to Michael Keaton as Batman that don't like have that. So it's very interesting to me that that's going to be like it's going to be interesting to see. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be very interesting to see how this movie is promoted and how the launch is handled and how I it's handled I among in the bigger news media. You're not wrong. I'm interested to see how it's handled as well. I'm really really interested. So I know listen. what you're saying about late nights aren't going to be like, oh, no. But there's going to be some people when they do these junkets or like the things they do where they set these, like the, the cast is sat down in a room and they have the projector screen or they just do like the 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 treadmill of reporters that come in and do their, get their whatever amount of time and off they go. Oh, they're not going to be asking Michael be, about Ezra Miller. It's going to, I, I can bet money that there's going to be at least one person that's going to bring it up. 
and that won't be aired. I bet you they're Someone's not going to get out somewhere. Michael, Michael Keaton is not going to be talking about Ezra Miller's personal life. No, I, how would he very, know it? How just, would he know it? They're going to mask about the movie. Yeah, it's just a very they're, interesting. I, I, I can bet money. Ezra Miller will not be on the tours at all. It's no, going to be I Michael Keaton. It's going to yeah. be the girl who's going to play Supergirl. Yeah. Um, they're going to be out there ben promoting Affleck. the movie. Ben Affleck, probably. Um, and if Ezra Miller is brought up, that's going to be pushed aside. Because yeah. they this movie was filmed prior to his downfall. It'll just be interesting to me, like, just at all, the, the promotionals for this movie. Like, is he going to be on posters? Is he going to be, I don't know, like featured on any billboards for the movie? Like, yeah. it's called The Flash. And you're going to have to promote The Flash movie without putting The Flash on anything. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. It's very, very weird. When you call the movie Flashpoint, which easily thing to change, just change the this the promo logo for the movie instead of yeah. calling it the flash you could easily just yeah. say we're calling it flashpoint yeah and now i mean all your yeah. problems are solved that's yeah. my thing about it it's like there's so many things dc could have done to make it easier on themselves and they just keep like tripping over themselves as they get to this point with stuff. well i mean are they because people are hyped for this movie because of michael Keane? so they're not really tripping over themselves right now no but they, i mean with all the they've other done stuff, a good job getting whole, us hyped like, for it you could have put the Batman, the Batgirl movie out instead of the Flash movie, you could have done this. Yeah. You couldn't have said that this movie is the thing that's going to reset our universe. You could have done so many different things. That's what I'm saying. Could have, like, that? like James Gunn made a big point about it in his big video speech about this movie and how it's going to make the universe like reset and we're hinging like kind of everything's coming off this movie. So... Well, I mean, they're doing it nonetheless. The movie is. Oh, gonna, I know. It's just going to make money. It's going to be. Um, like I said, I will be up. I will be more upset is if this movie does well, which it will, but if Ezra Miller somehow keeps his job, then I'm going to be like, okay, so what were the consequences here for his actions? I will be upset then because I don't yeah. want to see him after this movie. I don't want to see him again. No. Personally, I yeah. don't. Um, I'm in it for Michael Keaton, and I'm in it for that and i'm not in it for him i mean don't and, lie you're really in it to see ben affleck and batman again that's what you really want i mean to see them two together would be kind of cool i'm not gonna lie batfleck um you know like i said before mark we all consume media from some from artists and people who have done shitty things yeah. and it's our personal i think it's a personal choice to make that decision so if you don't want to see flash don't see it um I, and, and do what you want, what you feel is best. I think we all, we all do that. We all have to make the decision. And I don't want to judge anybody for uh, liking something. Um, I just think it'd be interesting. For me, it's also interesting. Not anything to do with all the Flash stuff and all the Ezra Miller stuff. It's going to be interesting to me to see if this is actually a good movie. I'm interested too because they're hype. They keep saying it's really good. But it's DC really good. That's I don't know if it's like I don't know. Is it bullshit? To like get they they to go? really said I don't they, know. like I don't know if you remember, but they said Wonder Woman eighty four was really good. And how will that turn out? I don't remember anybody saying that was really good. DC really like hyped it like it was a big thing. Well, it wasn't good at all. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, at all. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. That movie was so bad. 
Wonder Woman 84 that it cost her a job doing Star Wars? No, because she was still on the... She's still doing Squadron. I don't think it... I thought it was still on the docket, she said. Nope. She said the rumors weren't true. No, last I heard it was canceled. Well, I don't... I'm on a loop, Marcus. Maybe you know more than me. Um, But... Uh, needless to say, this is where we are. We'll, we'll see how this all plays out as we get closer. You know, could be good, could be shit. We'll find out. I'm interested too. You raise good questions, Marcus. Um, uh, here you go, really quickly. Uh, ultimately, yeah. after months of development, Star Wars Rogue Squadron was removed from the Disney release schedule earlier this year. President of Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy has also confirmed that Rogue Squadron has been pushed off to the side. Probably for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which means they like kept getting scripts from her and they were all bad. So they're just like, yeah, we're not doing this. Yeah. Something. It's a good an idea, but not in, not in uh, function. Maybe she was going to have Chris Pine come back to life again. Maybe. She likes that Chris Pine. It's just like, I got another movie for Wonder Woman. So, so Chris Pine's character, yet again, is going to possess another body, right? And he's going to come back. I mean, it was basically... the dumbest thing to kill him in the first movie anyways. Yeah, I mean, it was like, it was like Hangover, Hangover 2. It's like, it we're like, just going to be the to same kill him movie. Off? You could have just yeah. left him alive. Yeah. Or frozen in ice, like... But it ruined, it kind of ruined his death. I mean, he died Yeah, it kind of made the whole first movie useless. Yeah, kind of. Besides the fact that they had like some, you know, bank teller playing Aries, but that's here nor there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's not go down this road. Anyway, I'm glad we can have we can discuss this. You know, yeah. I mean, I- I'm sure there's artists you like that have done bad things. There's artists I've liked that in the past have done shitty things. Oh, Michael and we- Jackson. I stopped listening to his music. I can't listen, but. Yeah. I can listen. I mean, if it comes on the radio, I'm not going to be like, oh, I got to change the channel. No, but I can listen to Jackson 5 stuff, right? Because he was a kid. Um, But I have a hard time with adult Michael Jackson stuff. Yeah. You know, I I still listen to Elvis's Christmas album. Now, I hate to say it. He was 27 years old, marrying a 14 year old. Yeah. That's groomer shit. Yeah. I mean, that's if 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 an artist today did that, they would well, be it wouldn't gone. happen today. But it has, and they're. I mean, look not at like, look, yeah, but not like Dane Cook. He married. He he basically groomed and married an eighteen-year-old, and he's like in his fifties. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. I mean, how far so, has his career been since? Exactly ten years ago. Um, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know. Chris Rock does a whole part about this in his latest special about like the Michael Jackson stuff. And he's like, you could tell, like, he kind of says the same thing you were like, not the same thing you were saying, but kind of like, he's like artists who have more talent get more leeway. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, there's a, like, if you're at a party and they play, you know, pretty young thing, you're not going to be as, you're not going to say anything about it. You're just going to bop along to the music. But if R. Kelly comes on, you're gonna be like, oh no, no, no. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. The bigger the artist, though. I mean, Michael Jackson got away with a lot. I mean, yeah. 
Um, and Jerry Lee Lewis definitely, like, literally married his cousin. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit these people. We're, yeah. And we put them on a pedestal because they're very talented and they make yeah. great art. And there's no, I'm not questioning that. <laughs> no, we voted one president. Why, who? We voted someone president who was... Well, they were a horrible person the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they still um, president. So there you go. That shows how but much that I, stuff's important to people. I'm just saying, like when an artist that we really admire, or we yeah. don't know their, we don't know their personal lives. Yeah. Um, and then it comes, it, it's devastating. Um, yeah. So you, I think it's a Here personal choice. I think it's a personal choice. We enough. all make those choices. Well, we should talk about Mandalorian. Because it's well, fresh in my let's mind. do Mandalorian for last since it was the first episode. Okay. Uh, last of Us, uh, intense episode. One of my, these, I, I was telling you, Mark, last week, these last two episodes are going to be a whirlwind. And yeah. um, this one, uh, they did a fantastic job in my book for what they accomplished. Um, the next episode. But they didn't do the time jump in this one like they did in the, or was that from. But like in the video game, didn't they say it's like six months later? They did that already. They already like did the last that. episode before the they're the mall part. When when Sam, the Sam and Henry episode, the one after that, it said it literally said six months later, literally on the screen. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was six months after he got stabbed that they that was a time jump. No, she. Oh, okay, that's where I got confused. Like literally, in the like, video game I'm talking about, not in the show. No, he wasn't laying there for six months. Oh, okay. No, this is it's what okay. happened. Okay. I mean, it was a couple days he was laying yeah. there, and All she right. was trying to get him back to health. Okay. Um, but yeah, they did a great job. It was fantastic. Um, the um, obviously you get to see the violent side of Ellie. She needs to either, yeah. and you see Joel. It's they're both kind of in this flight or die scenario. Either you're gonna you're gonna have to kill or be killed. I mean, this and also this is an interesting peak. Um, we meet a colony, we meet this little pocket of people, yeah, and they're out for vengeance because of what Joel and Ellie did to someone, which we saw when Joel got stabbed. Yeah. But you know, they're getting their side of the story. Yeah, that someone got killed because of a of a crazy guy and yeah, and his daughter yeah. and a little girl, and clearly, there's two sides to every story. Exactly. But because this pocket, this preacher, yeah, um, well, uh, not really. He's a, a teacher who, yes, but he's a preacher turned himself now. Into a cult leader, he he found God, and yes. um, we find out you know there's a body they can't bury. Because yes, they're eating it. The ground's too cold. Well, they're eating it. And yes. he eats people. Yes. And he is not telling people when people someone dies, they cook them up. Yeah. Um, and not many people know this in his flock. Yeah. And you notice everybody's eating very small portions, and he's got a huge keeping portion. Yeah. Um, and he keeps them in control because yes. of their hunger. Yes. And he's very manipulative. And their fear. He's abusive. Yeah. Um uh, so, and we get uh, two Joels this episode. You got, well, yeah, Troy Baker gets to uh, play the goon and yeah, it's, it's he gets fantastic. stabbed with the cleaver. Yeah. Um, 
and he did a fantastic job. Uh, I know this next episode actually will uh, actually Johnson Johnson shows up, yeah. will be showing making a cameo who plays Ellie in the game. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I thought they did a great job. Uh, it's funny because I played this game a few times now, and I was just like, oh my god. I recognize that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. And they did a fantastic job. Um, now in the game, just going back to how I like to, to go over this, the game, the ending of that episode is not the same as the game. Correct. Like doesn't Joel come in at all? Or does Joel come in to save her? Or she just do it herself. And she does it herself. Okay. You, you're, you're actually playing as Ellie during that whole scene. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You, you fight. David, you fight him as Ellie. Yeah. Uh, Joel shows up after. Yeah. You she she just goes ape shit and stabs yeah. the hell out of him. Joel actually enters the building and takes her out. Oh, okay. this That's one sort of the she okay. leaves the building because it makes more sense. It's on fire. Yeah. Why, why would, would you just, go into a burning building? Yeah. And then why would she just hang around? She'd yeah. be like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Um, but in the game, Joel does not save her at all. Um, it is Ellie who has to save herself. Yeah. Um, it, it, they did that whole scene where they're hugging, and he he actually calls her baby girl, which gets me every time. Mm. It's what he called his daughter, and it still gives me chills. It's such yeah. that that's the moment you know for both of them. She yeah. Her her violence comes out. Yeah. Um, and his love uh for her like a daughter comes out yeah. in these and and you see violence and love all in the same scene and they well, like he they, realizes too i think that it showed sorry it showed that um like he being injured and having to just lay there and have her take care of him like i think finally like took the last wall down for him he's yeah. like okay this girl saved my life I need to protect her at all costs kind of thing, you know? Yeah. She like didn't that leave last him. little bit of chisel, knock the wall down, you know? Right. Right. Told, yeah, I agree. Uh, you could have just left him and he could have just died and she could have just done whatever she wanted. Well, if she, if when he said leave and go to Tommy, he would have yeah. just died. He would have yeah. died there, but she yeah. stuck around and she helped him. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it's it, a great episode. This final episode, I'm wondering how long it's going to be because a it's lot got a lot of ground to cover. A lot of stuff happens in this final episode. I mean, I thought for, I was really unsure if they were going to do this this whole bit in one episode. They did it in like yeah. under an hour, and it felt fine to me. So they could pull it off. This final episode is going to be great. Mm. Um, but it was great watching with Allison, who has never played the game, knows nothing. And yeah. she was just like on the edge of her seat the whole time. Um, and she was so happy, you know, like when they embraced and it was great to see it with someone yeah. with fresh eyes. Um, so yeah, next week be prepared. And um, yeah, this is like this, these two episodes is a, a, a little precursor of what you will experience in the next season. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. gets, you think this is good it's gonna get it turns up the heat to 11 the next mm. so uh yeah i mean i really loved it yet again i'm i i still love the show it's my favorite show like two yeah. seasons right because aren't they saying they're gonna split the second one into two seasons yeah probably uh so that's that's my my guess 
as of now. That's what they yeah. mentioned on the podcast. That there's yeah. a, there's enough content they could split it into two seasons. Yeah. And it is. I mean, the second game is a very long game. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of new characters and there's a lot of storytelling. So, mm. yeah. But man, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I just loved it. I, I, I just loved it. Are you liking the, the subtle changes they're making to the show? Like I watched the after the episode thing where they talk about how uh, Ellie's uh, he says something to Ellie about uh, your heart is full of violence like mine is, and that's well, not in the game. It's not in the game because they didn't know where they were going to go with. The yeah, but like I said, this, it's a great. They can do a little bit more foreshadowing. Yeah, um, and they're doing a great job world building in the show because now they can because they yeah. know where they're going in season two. Um, where when they were making the game, they didn't know where they were going to go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's foreshadowing, and it's I think it's great for the show. I think they're mm. wor- good world building. It's good little fun little Easter eggs um, for fans, even non-fans. That are, they're saying something. They're saying there's something yeah. there um, to watch out. Yeah. So. And you saw. She, she snapped. Yeah. It was, like I said, it's either be killed or killed. I mean, yeah. come on. This is the world they live in. Um, yeah. I mean, he was going to rape her. I mean, basically, that's what yeah. he was going to do if, he, if yeah. she didn't do anything. Um, so, which is, I mean, the house is the, the place is on fire. So that's, he was psycho. He was psycho. He's psycho. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is like governor type stuff. And I have to say, uh, he definitely, uh, like, it was so weird. I did, I have noticed watching this show. Uh, stuff from the Walking Dead show back when I watched it. Yeah. You can kind of see like the little, like, not nods, but like little influences here and there. Like this character, David, definitely has like a governor vibe to him a little bit. Like more grounded, more yeah, realistic. Exactly. Yeah. But, like yeah. in like the, like the, the way he talks to the his people, yeah, and the way he like talk to her and stuff like that, he's like, oh man, I was like, wow, I could almost see like where that reference point came from for the guy who was writing the the game. It's like, oh, I like kind of want a governor type character, but more of a grounded in real life kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, this is more based in reality. Yeah, where The Walking Dead's a little out there, but yeah, yeah. I mean. There is, you can definitely look for yeah. similarities if you the want creepy, to. creepy, culty kind of guy. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that like just absorbs people. Uh, but like, yeah, it's um, like the scene alone where like they're in, they're having the dinner and they come, he comes back with the deer and uh, he's like, oh, I'll send people out in the, in the morning. And that girl whose dad passed like chimes up you should kill both of them and he just walks over and just swats her in the face yeah it's like holy crap they're he's going for it in this show yeah he's putting them in their place like yeah nobody's telling he him just what says like doing. you already you still have a dad and he just sits down at the table with them yeah like this is so creepy it's so creepy i like it i feel like i need a shower yeah he is their dad he he's that's his flock like he said yeah well he's like it was definitely him saying like i'm now going to take over your dad's spot and yeah you're now mine. 
property. Yeah, very much. And yeah. the fact that potentially they're eating her father. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know it. That's yeah. even more power. Yeah. Like I made you eat your dad. Yeah. You don't even know it. Yeah. And for all we know, they all could have been eating the dead body and he's eating the venison from the deer. Yes. Yeah. He no, had sure. yeah. his bull yeah. had way more food than everybody yeah. else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's like a power thing. He had like a yeah. power over all of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's next episode is going to be Oof. insane. Um, yeah, no, I saw a couple of like the, the preview thing for the next episode and I already saw like some things that I remember from watching the, the rest of the, the game video. So I'm like, oh man, this is going to be intense. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. I'm, I'm see how they all see how they pull this all off. There's some cool. stuff in the little clips thing that I don't remember from that. So I was like, oh man, how's that all going to turn around? Yeah, I mean, they could definitely change some stuff on us like they have. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love watching it with Allison. I like to see <clears> her reaction. I got choked up. I think Bella Ramsey should be nominated for this episode alone. I thought her acting was unbelievable. Oh, between this one and the last episode. Yeah, it was really fantastic. Yeah. Um, and Pedro Pascal, of course, I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, funny, funny. I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna go back to Buffy because I my life goes back to Buffy right now. Buffy goes to college. Second episode in, and guess who we see? Pedro Pascal as a college student, freshman year. He literally looks like him, but he hasn't grown into his features yet. So he's super thin, but his face has really like his his, his facial features are bigger. Yeah. And he's so thin. Yeah. It was great. I was like, it was really it's because it took place 30 years ago, Brian. Well, he gets Pedro Pascal. Actually, he Pedro Pascal. Uh, episode one of Mandalorian came out on Wednesday, which you just happened to watch today. 23 years ago. Which, um, it's not any better. It's not like you're not helping yourself. But it was cool to see him. This is like one of his first roles. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and of course, yeah, everyone else saw it 23 years ago. I didn't. Um, hey, I'm a lot. This is my show too. I can talk about my love of Buffy. Sure, go ahead. Awesome. Tell us more about a show that happened 23 years ago. All right. Next time you get into an old show, I'll do the same thing to you. I don't come in here and like break down every episode. I didn't break it down. I'm just telling you. I saw Pedro Pascal. You went through a whole thing about Angel, like not even a half an hour ago. But I'm just telling you how much I love it. Um. Okay. All right. Anyway. Anyway, Pedro Pascal is also in The Mandalorian, which did right. season three on Wednesday, which Brian just watched this morning. This morning. Yeah. Because he was busy watching Buffy and Angel. Yeah. And getting ready and de Christmasifying my house. Yes. Doing a show. Um, yes. In the middle of March, de Christmasifying your house. We leave Christmas decorations stay up all winter, my friend. It's craziness. Seems like a waste to decorate for only. 25 days. Seems like a waste of time. You gotta keep you gotta enjoy it. You gotta embrace it. Take it down the day of Christmas. And I listen to Christmas music while I take the shit down too. God. I did. Oh boy. I was saying goodbye to Christmas. Um okay. Anyway. Uh, anyway, let's go on. Mandalorian, Mandalorian, episode one of season, season three. three. It was a good start. 
I'll say that much. It was a great start. Like, I literally thought at the beginning of the episode that it was a flashback to some other time. Because they were doing the thing with the kid in the water, like the christening or whatever. And I was like, is that Bogotan? Is that this person? Like, who? What, what story are we telling here? Yeah. And then the turtle shark alligator thing, whatever it was comes out and then all of a sudden mando just flies in i'm like oh we're in now time okay well, yeah who was that little kid who was that little kid why was that an important thing well, i don't know i have a feeling that's something we need to keep an eye on because they don't just throw things into this this story without it meaning something no i mean this kid will come into play or yeah uh, you know um yeah somewhere yeah, you know, they showed that helmet a lot. So it's like, yeah, yeah keep an exactly. eye on that helmet. Like, keep an eye on this helmet. Remember this design because it's going to come up again. Yeah. What's that, rule? What's that rule? You know, if you see a gun in the first act, you know it's going to be used in the third. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. saw the helmet in the first act. We know yeah. it's going to come around near the end of the show. Yeah. It'll show up somewhere. Yeah. Um, and Probably then, the heir of Mandalore or some crazy cockamamie thing or something yeah, I got I got a question for you, Mark. Okay. Um, so I'm watching this episode in the very beginning. We get to see Mando and uh, um, I almost called him Yaddle. Why did I call him Yaddle? Grogu. Because you keep messing that up for some reason. Grogu. Grogu. Yeah. Well, Yaddle. Yaddle was uh, Yoda's brother's. Uh, Yaddle. Who was Yaddle? They weren't related at all. They're just another person of that that uh, species. Gotcha. So Grogu, they're in the ship, and we get to see. Uh, space space whales. whales, which is from Rebels and Clone, yeah, from that whole storyline. Did, did you get excited by that? I did, I did. I was like, oh man, they're setting it up. We're getting there. We're gonna get Ezra. It's gonna happen. We got space whales, Mark. Space um, whales. Ron's coming. It, it was cool. Uh, even I knew the reference because I've heard about it. Yeah, uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I, you For know, those who don't know, in Rebels, yeah, explain. cartoon show, uh, the show basically, the major mystery at the end of the show, before it ended, was Ezra was fighting Admiral Thrawn. Uh, before that, though, they had to use space whales to fly in the hyperspeed, because whales, space whales live in hyperspeed, hyperspace. So they use the space whales to catch Thrawn's ship, if I'm remembering this correctly. And then Ezra is fighting Thrawn on his ship. And they punch the hyperspace, like extra hyperspace, to and I guess get launched to the far reaches of the galaxy. And that's how we lose Ezra from the show. And he takes Thrawn away instead of killing him. Mm-hmm. So we never see Thrawn die. That's the stick of it, that somehow both of them are going to come back somehow. Or whatever is going to happen. But So that's like the next part of Rebels that they ended with is a couple of characters going off in search of Ezra. The two, Sabine and the uh, Mandalorian and the girl with the, uh, I can't remember her name now, Hera. So yeah, so seeing the space whales was a, a little nod back to 
Clone Wars and Rebels, which are Dave Filoni shows. So that's a that was a cool thing to see. And then also just the whole like seeing Grogu and the ship and like Grogu pulling like a cat move and just like crawling down and while he's sleeping, curling up a little ball on top of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. And it, I, my, my favorite Grogu moments were he's on the spinny chair. He's making yeah, himself spin. He's using the force to push himself. And then he, he sees a little like, I, I'm going to say M&M, but a piece of candy or whatever. Yeah, it's like a hot tamale. That's yeah, like, yeah. Like he has it come right. Candies, the red. He has it come right to him, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and he didn't pass out from using the force. Well, it wasn't a lot. He wasn't. No, but I remember major when he first was starting to use it. He couldn't even use it once without passing out. Right. And I was able to do like multiple things and not. So it means he's being able to control the force more, being more in tune with the force. Well, he did some training with uh, Luke. Yeah, so I'm saying it's just yeah. the progression of that. So that was the cool thing. Right, totally. Um, it was cool to, like, we found out the, the Cara Dune situation, how they're going to handle that. That she got assigned to Special Forces. It was Ezra Miller. She'll never be seen again. <laughs> yes. Her and Ezra Miller are now on Special Forces. And Special Forces. In Coruscant somewhere doing something. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, they try to recruit. Uh, grief tries to recruit uh, Mando to be the marshal of the town. We see uh, the Baba Frick, the Star Wars dozers. Uh, yeah, you, you, this episode, okay, we had creatures from like every Star Wars movie show. Yeah, up. yeah, no, there was like the uh, the pet of Jabba the Huts in the trees. Yeah, like they're squirrels. Like an Admiral Akbar walks by. Yeah, well, yeah, one of the species yeah. of his. Um, I don't know what the names of the species are. Me neither. Um, someone will correct us and tell us in the chat or something or in the comments um yeah and then we saw a bunch of uh service droids uh c-3po's yes a lot of c-3po's um some had the same voice some didn't some have variations of different faces yeah a lot of a lot of r2 units roaming around yeah and then we see uh frick the fricks yes i call them the star wars a lot of people have called them the star wars dozers Fragger Rock. Yeah. I, I Bubba Frick. Yeah. Maybe the only good thing that came out of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um is Bubba Frick. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, then, little droid droid masons or whatever the droid builders or whatever. So yeah, okay. The whole part of that is they try to revive IG eleven. Yeah, well, well here I got a question about this. Let's talk about IG eleven for a minute. Yeah. Uh, Which I knew there had to be something because at the very beginning of the episode. They do the recap. And they show him blowing happened. up. And they start with him blowing up. And I was like, well, that's got to mean something. Yeah, but he blew Why would up. You just how did they? That? Yeah. And like, if he had I... a sort of thermal detonator inside his stomach, so how, how is his whole body still together? Right. With that's his head. What... Yeah. And not because, all in pieces. Because his head would blow up. And, the, and I knew, I was like, okay, originally he was set to destroy. So yeah. like, self destruct. Self-destruct. So when they turned him on, I had a hunch it wasn't going to be that easy. Yeah. I was like, and then I'm like, why, why is Mando so stuck on getting him back in action? Because Mando knows he needs help. But you could, there's other people person in the galaxy. And the only person that he knows that's still available. No, he's not available though. He's dead. No, that could possibly be available. 
that can help and is extremely loyal to Grogu. It would do anything to not have anything happen to Grogu. After he can't call up Grogu. Luke Skywalker and be like, hey, Luke, want to help me save Mandalore? I understand. So he can't like, so the only person that's available in the storylines is IG-11, basically. Uh, yeah, and then IG-11, you know, literally goes on a rampage. Like it definitely was like one of those things where you could see, like, they literally just talked about Cara Dune. And they're like, oh, since we can't use Cara Dune's character, so we're going to bring back someone who was dead. So yeah. we got to figure this out. Right. Who can we bring back that's not going to cost us any money? Oh, we can just make IG-11 a thing again. Oh, okay. He's a droid. We can make another droid. So now so, Mando has to... Uh, find a memory stick, basically. Memory chip. Yes. But if... Now, here's my... Here's... I'm going to... I'm overthinking MacGuffin. This. It's the Star Wars MacGuffin. But here's the thing. If it's a new memory chip, wouldn't it be a brand new droid then? At this point, how would he even know anything? We transfer the memory from the old chip that's busted yeah to the like, new chip we we literally just saw him boot him up and... well they can take like they can pick and choose this stuff the memories that they want to put into the new chip oh sort of like they did with uh c3po and rise of skywalker exactly yeah they, they erased his memory though yes yeah so my guess is if they do it, they're going to erase his memory? They'd reprogram him with the new chip. So he would have the memory of being like a protector of Grogu. I guess. Not the prime directive that he had of destroy. See, this is where it gets a little over... You can't this is where it gets Star Wars. You just got to just go with it. I know. That's what I say now, people. Uh. It's Star Wars. It's about people in space fighting in ships that fly in space with glass covers and no one has an oxygen tank on but we all just assume it's fine and the glass that looks really really thin is not gonna mark, mark, mark. you don't have to tell me I, I get it i get it it's totally fine we'll all just get through it it'll be fine just let it go um but um yeah so that's happening but at the same time mando has another objective the mines he has to go into the mines. he wants to go to the mines and i think the thing with this is he wants to go to the mines and redeem himself because he took yes. his helmet off yes we, yeah. in his cult version of mandalore which we found out only his group is that way well they're orthodox other mandalorians are fine with taking their helmets off like bo katan sitting around in a room without her helmet on all the time but they but they See, it's a, fra a faction. They moved away from that. They said, that's yes. too old school for us. Yes. We want to do our own thing. And yes. so he's from a very a orthodox very, version very, of like, that. Puritan pur puritanical yes. sect of yes. the uh, Mandalore. It's religion. You have like one yeah. religion. This is the way. That this is a way religion. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. this is the way-isms. You know. So yeah, he has to go back to uh, Mandalore, go underneath the Harford Civic Center and find a, a, a bath that he can bathe himself in. Nah, -uh, that's not what he's doing. Yes, he's going to the waters of, he has to go dunk himself in the, like rechristen himself like the kid was doing. Oh. In that water, he has to be christened in the water that he was, he has to be re, like, a reborn. He has to go and, like, yeah, like reborn, like a, like a reborn born again christian kind of thing he has but, to be a born again mandalore 
but he has to go back to where to... he was christened. Gotcha. All right. Because that's the thing I think of is I think that's what they're trying to say is that you, the only place you can be redeemed at is where you were christened at. Gotcha. And he was christened at the mines, the water underneath the mines of Mandalore. And now he needs, he needs what the, uh, what's his face? Because I think he wants to be rechristened as a, that Mandalore, so then he can get Grogu christened. Because he wants to bring Grogu into the the group. Well, no, I think he wants to be a Mandalor- official Mandalorian again. I don't think I know, but I think it's Grogu. also the alternative thing is he wants to like, you know, it's like you you can't like when you, your your parents as you're growing up they want you to be in the same religion they're in when you were they were that they are, you know. Yeah. So if they're like separate from their church that they grew up in, they have to go back and redo their stuff. So that way, then you could go and yeah, get confirmed kind of thing. Well, antics will ensue. I'm sure adventures yeah. will happen here. Because yeah, a new space pirate. Swamp thing in space. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, it's funny because he didn't." Uh, well, um, what's what's his name killed the other space pirates? Yeah. Um, and they see Mando flying, and they're like, "We're going after you now." Well, because they can't get the grief, so they figure, "Yeah, you're leaving the planet. We can go after you." Yeah, yeah. A nice little take out, I, or take out his muscles, so to speak. Right. I, I that was a nice little um, uh, space battle. Yeah. Um, well, it also sets up like the the antagonist for the season kind of thing. Like he's going to be the yeah. Because they also said like, uh, "What's his face has been taken off and put in the prison." Esposito's character. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Moff um, so he's gone. So I have to say, it was so nice to hear the music. And, oh, yeah. Um everything looks so good. Um, it was nice to see Pedro Mascal in sunlight and in happy spaces and not like death and destruction. Yeah. Well, I mean, we Being didn't really see by, him. like zombies and things, you know. He's, but even just this hearing his voice is not yeah, yeah. Having it, you know. Threatening people to take out their kneecaps. Well, he does that. It's Mandalorian, too, but just in different ways. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. I think it was a good uh, good first episode. I was hoping for something longer. It felt, it flew by. It, it did fly by. But then, it, I, get, I, then I was thinking by. about it, too. I think it's because Last of Us is like an hour. Yeah. And that we think, oh, okay, that's how much time you need. Whereas Mando, Mando, it's like, ah, oh, no, we can bust this out in 37 minutes. And then, like, if you take credits <laughs> yeah. out of there, okay, this thing is done in, like, even less time. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it's just the first chapter of many. So, yes. Um, but yeah, chapter it was great. 17 of many. For me, it, w- it was just refreshing to have Mando back. It's, like, one of my favorite Star Wars properties. Um, you know? Um, yeah. I, I love it. So I'm excited to see where this goes. It was a fun first episode. A lot of member berries with all these different creatures from different movies. Um, some familiar faces. We're on a new adventure. We have two. He has two objectives right now. Um, of course. So and, and Grogu is adorable. Yeah. So and you know what's funny? Um we get eight. We have eight episodes coming. Yeah, I sell stickers, and when there's a last year, uh, Stranger Things stickers sold big time because Stranger Things had just come out yesterday. Mm. 
I had kids. Grogu. Grogu. A lot Grogu. of kids wearing Grogu. And then wanting Grogu, I got tons of uh, Mandalorian stickers. Mm. Grogu stickers. Kids, that's that they wanted. It's great. Yeah, a friend of Jackie's was the one that was dressed up as Mandalore. Mando. That was there with his kid, dressed as Svenik Shand. Yeah, the whole family. That was, a, uh, that was uh, Pete, a friend of, I know from Jackie. It's a friend of Jackie's, his family. Yeah, the mom. We're all dressed up. She was the youngest was dressed up as Grogu. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were at my table. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. And the girl that was a friend of theirs that they brought was dressed up as uh, Princess Leia from Bubba Fett or from nice. Obi-Wan. Nice. She had Lola, little droid in her hand and everything. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah um, like, oh, man, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the costumes yesterday were really good. There's some like really good ones. Spider Ham was my favorite. Yeah, that's the guy that dressed up as the Deadpool all the time. Yeah, the... but Spider Ham, I haven't yeah, seen Spider Ham those... before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was over by our booth beforehand talking with Matt yeah, before he got the costume on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, for me, I mean, this week, uh, uh, it it was a, a grade A week for TV between Last of Us and, and Mando. Yeah, both were fantastic. I enjoyed them both. Um, it's it's one's going to be ending while the, the next one's going to be beginning. Yeah, we have Mando all the way till April nineteenth. Season finale. Nice. Take us right into the springtime. Yeah. Warm weather. Here we come. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later. I know, right? Get sick of this cold. Yeah. Um. All right, Marcus. Well, okay. Well, before we get done, we have to do our usual thing with Mando. Mm. How? What do you rate, Rand Mando? Episode one, season three. All right. Well, I will say this. For me, Last of Us has been tens all the way through. Another ten for me. Mando. That's a, the it, Last of Us scale. You got to yeah. think of this in the Mando scale. Mando scale. It wasn't like it wasn't the big pop we had last season or the very first episode. I would say it was slightly under that because I feel like they're going in. In my opinion, we're going in with lower expectations because we're building to something bigger. And I feel like if they don't want to go into a bit, they don't want to come in on a big bang. They want to build to the big bang. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. And I think I could be wrong, but that's how I perceive it. And so I think in the Mando scale, and I I would say last season to me was a, was a, was a, was an awesome episode. That was like a nine, nine or 10. I would say this was an eight. Um, it's an eight because it's just building. We're building yeah, here. Exactly. No, nothing major happened, but we we are getting a, we're getting acclimated with what's going on in this world. Mm. So I feel like it can only go up, in my opinion. I don't. Know. I agree. I'll put it at an eight as well. I was I was going to say the same thing. You want to leave it space to breathe. And I agree that Last of Us. I'd probably say that they weren't all tens, but then again, I didn't play the game, so I don't have all the attachment to it that you do. Yeah. So the the last episode was not one of my favorite episodes. So, but anyways, here nor there. But yeah. Mando eight for me, and uh, I will tell people, I know you're not into the cartoons, but this season of Bad Batch, they're getting into a story in Bad Batch right now that is amazing, and it's so good. 
and it's so intriguing and I don't know what they're going with it, where they're going with it, but it's going to be very interesting to see if they're doing what I think they're going to be telling the story of, it's going to help make those movies that were not that great. The sequels, it's going to make them a little bit more interesting. So stay tuned for that. We'll be talking about that as that season wraps up as well. And we'll be back with more next week with episode two of Mando season finale of last of us. Yes. Man, a lot going on. And I'll be talking about Buffy and Angel. And Brian will be talking about Buffy and Angel, a show that happened 25 years ago. So uh, with that, as always, we'll be back next week. And be safe, be well, be kind. Rewind. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.